Welcome to the Ted and Austin Brower Show. My friends and Health Masters family, I come to you guys today with a heavy heart, and I'm asking for everyone's prayer and support. Ted's going to make a statement here in a second, and then we're going to play a prior show. And again, thank you for your continued support. We appreciate all of y'all. My dearest family and friends and all of our radio listeners all over the world, uh, this is Ted Brower. I'm coming to you right now with really sobering, sobering news, but I felt I needed to share with you guys. Approximately four years ago, Sharon, my wife, the love of my life, she tripped and fell in the kitchen. And I think the fall may have caused some type of unknown injury with various symptoms. Sharon continued to believe she was only having gut issues for her stomach and intestines, which had started six months before her fall when she she had a severe reaction to an antibiotic. Uh, Several months later, we admitted her into a top hospital for continuing gut issues. The hospital did numerous tests, which only found a slightly inflamed stomach. After receiving the positive results from the hospital, Sharon started to recover almost immediately. However, with any amount of stress, she began having a relapse of the gut issues. This cycle continued for 4.5 years, including through the entire COVID issue with the lockdowns and being caught at home and all the rest. As a family, we offered her any professional, emotional, or spiritual help she's ever asked for. She, however, continued to suffer with chronic medical symptoms for several years. Even with guidance from various physicians, including specialists in St. Louis, she simply continued to get good and get bad over and over and over again. It is now with extreme grief and deep sadness. I'm sending you this letter to announce the sudden and unexpected passing of Sharon Brower on August the 19th, 2022, which we believe may have been an indirect result of the head trauma she had incurred caused by her fall. We are still processing the grief and loneliness from the loss of her companionship and making funeral plans. Due to the deeply personal nature of this tragic event, we are asking you to continue to pray for us on an ongoing basis. This funeral will be open to the public, including you as my listeners. Since we consider you family, we would like for you to be there if you can make it. I understand that a lot of you can't do it with this late notice, but I would like for you to be there if you could. If you can't, I ask you simply to send flowers. I'll give you that address in just a second. But please continue to pray for our family as we are deeply saddened and filled with what feels like insurmountable grief. But we will get through this by the grace of God. The celebration of life for Sharon will only focus on her many accomplishments. She was the love of my life for 38 years. Again, please pray and continue to pray for our wonderful Sharon and for our family. The funeral for Sharon is as follows. It'll be Friday, August the 26th at 1 p.m. for the viewing, 2 p.m. for the funeral at Family Worship Center in Lakeland, Florida at 1350 East Main Street. It will be held in the Joy Center. This is the church that Sharon loved. Please send flowers. She loved daisies and all different color roses. And I know a lot of you can't make it to the funeral. I got that, but you guys are my family. And I had to let you know about it. And I'm not asking you to come if it's a long distance. I know it's short notice. And I, forgive me, it's been one of those weeks. But guys, if you can at least send her flowers, I'd love to fill the entire church up with flowers for her. And my dear friends, I ask you to do me one more favor, please. I know you're as heartbroken as I am right now. And I know that Sharon's been ripped out of your life as she has ours. And I know what the Bible says now about you become one flesh when you marry your wife. And I feel like part of me has gone. But the truth is, the matter is, we've got to go through this grieving process together. And I ask you to do me a big favor. 
if you want to send us an email offering your condolences, thank you so much. And like I mentioned earlier, send flowers to the church at 1350 East Main Street, Lakeland, Florida. But do me a favor, please. Don't call the phone number of the office because we don't have staff to handle all of you guys calling at once. But we'd love to have your emails. I love you guys. Please continue to pray for us. God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. Everything they want to drop, anything they could find on him, they did. One thing about it, and this is what I told my buddy, I said, one thing about this, I said, I don't think there is concern about Trump coming in and doing something in a listening change. I said, I don't think they're that worried about that. I said, here's what they're terrified of. They're terrified of the populace that follows behind him and the movement of the patriots that followed behind him. And everybody showed how resilient and how staunch we were about this election fraud went over what four million people descended on washington dc this is why they've had the january 6 clown show going on as far as this committee hearing because they're doing everything they can to discredit anybody that has supported trump followed trump voted for trump even mentioning trump they want to discredit them and put them basically down as Militia, violent extremist, as we just saw on the FBI internal memo, and anybody that supported Trump, they want to say, well, you supported a fraudulent presidency. He, he took some type of confidential classified document home with him, and now we've got it. We've got the smoking gun. That is one of the reasons why I think they did a lot of this. Not only is it being theater to cover up a lot of what's been going on behind the scenes with the Senate and passing this insanely unconstitutional bill, funding IRS, the FBI again getting caught in, with their hand in the cookie jar with what happened with Governor Whitmore. I told you guys about that last week. I think they're doing everything they can to try to discredit anybody that has ever voted for Trump because they saw what the movement did, the nationalist movement, the patriot movement that decided we want to make America great again. That slogan, that idea, that concept, regardless if Trump was involved in it or not, they cannot allow that seed to keep being planted. They do not want people to be proud of America. They do not want to make America great again. These individuals that are running the show in the FBI and the Democratic Party and a lot of them in the Republican Party. They are staunch communists. You have to understand that. They do not want people to grow the country. They want to collapse the country and bring it to a third world country so they can bring it to its knees, reset it as a global currency, and start back over under a new world order. That's the overall goal. They've shown you that with the United Nations. They've shown you that with the World Economic Forum. They haven't been quiet about it. They've been very vocal. And so when you have a president, whether he's compromised or not, coming forward and making claims about make America great, and you get millions of people following that, and people start being proud again of the United States, it doesn't matter who's saying it. They want to shut down that dissent. It is not allowed in a communist party because they cannot have people proud of who they are and where they're from and proud to be Americans. They want people to hate this country and dissolve this country. That is one of the reasons why I think they're trying to do this absolute debacle again, on top of it being a massive, massive obfuscation and a smokescreen to cover up what they're doing behind the scenes with the FBI, with the Senate bill, and numerous other things that are going on right now. I saw an article earlier, and this is actually from last week, and this report that's from the Federalist, I didn't even realize this until I went into it, there are 13 members on the Biden administration that 
have been registered in prior history as foreign agents on the Foreign Agents Registration Act on FARA, F-A-R-A. You can look that up. If an individual goes and starts working with other countries and representing other countries and they're, say, a U.S. citizen, they have to be listed and labeled under the FARA Act of a foreign agent and register under that. What's interesting about this, the, one of the 13 individuals that has been listed on the FARA is Eric Garland. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. I mean, so when you start looking at the fact that we have the guy that's leading the F, the, you know, the Attorney General of the United States, and he basically, you know, is a senior listed as Attorney General Merrick Garland, and he has now represented five international clients in the past and listed as a foreign agent, including representing United National in Mexico, Government of Brazil, Venezuelan International Airways, International Comedies Clearinghouse, the United Kingdom, the International Telecommunications Satellite Organization. This guy's been all over the world representing people as a foreign agent, and yet he's the AG now that basically is operating the, the, this department in the United States and is the one that initially had to sign off on this search warrant being conducted on the basically retired president's house. So the level of corruption knows no bounds. Remember I told you guys before that Ukraine was the third most corrupt, corrupt country in the entire world behind Brazil and behind Colombia? I probably would reiterate and restructure that now is Ukraine would be the fourth most corrupt country in the entire world as the United States would be the number one taking the birthday cake of all time as being the most corrupt country in the entire world as I'm watching a lot of these things go on now. So that's just my take on it. But again, as you're seeing this occur, look at the people that are behind the scenes and the people that are running this. The fact when I saw Bruce Reinhardt was the judge that signed off on this in Florida and this guy was neck deep. And the Epstein cases, buddy-buddy with Epstein and multiple associates of his, that pretty much showed me right there what they're doing and why they're trying to do it. And not to mention how much they're going to go and how far they're going to go to try to squash this nationalist agenda with people being proud to be American and make America great again. What do you think, Dev? It's, it's all turmoil, Austin. Out of chaos will come a new world order. This is, yeah. this is the goal here. They're doing everything they can to make everything as confusing as they possibly can. You know, Mitch McConnell, the do-nothing senator, basically is not even making a comment about what happened yesterday because he's, with my concern, and my, my opinion, is deeply compromised and we see this judge Reinhardt. You know, you know. Again, he's he's. Yeah, I'm, I'm not picking on the Jews again, but he's Jewish. So we have to ask ourselves a question: Is he Kabbalist? Does he have? Does he have a dual Israeli passport? Okay, now we're getting real personal here with these people, and I'm, I'm asking these questions. I think we have a right to know because we know that Jeffrey Epstein worked for Mossad, and Mossad is controlled by Israel. So now, so we have to ask ourselves a question: Is this judge a dual dual Israeli citizen, or will we ever find out? I don't know. And so why in the world is this happening, and who's really pulling the purse strings in Washington, D.C.? I mean, why in the world do we keep getting dual Israeli citizens and dual citizens from any country in the world? I don't care where they're from, quite frankly, but they always seem to be in the middle of all of this stuff. And and it just irritates me. It grinds me pretty doggone hard because I'm like, why won't anybody else ask these questions, period? Why won't they ask the questions? You think, well, they don't want to ask the questions. Ah, there you go, maybe. Or maybe they're told not to ask the questions. Remember, it goes back to what my buddy Mancow told me years ago. He said, you can get huge in radio or on TV if you polarize the public. If you're a hardcore Democrat, hardcore Republican, 
they will give you the foothold to get huge and make huge amounts of money if you polarize the public to the left or to the right. If, however, you go down the middle and you try to tell the people the truth about both parties, they will quickly take you off the radio and off TV. Years ago, when Barack Obama was president, I was actually put on a like it was number four, number five uh, talk show. I don't remember the guy's name anymore. Some of you heard the show and you actually contacted me about it. Uh, I know uh, it just it's one of those weird things. And I was talking it was under under Barack Obama, and I'm slamming Barack Obama, you know, during this interview. But then I said, let's talk about George W. Bush, though. We've got to talk about 9/11 and the respective cover-up that occurred immediately. Immediately, I was taken off the air. Well, thanks so much for being on. And I clicked, done and gone. And then one of my friends, Chris, who was listening to the show, he contacted me. He said he was actually listening to it live. And he basically said to me, he said, he slams you when you got off the air. And I said, well, I expected that. Because what did I do? I took the focus off Barack Obama, put it back on George W., who did this little weapons of mass destruction, who basically went into you know, Iraq with Saddam Hussein and said this guy had to be killed and taken out. And then when they found no weapons of mass destruction, they still basically ended up hanging the guy. This, so this is what we have to do. We have to go to both sides we have, because the entities, the powers that be, these interdimensional entities, these fallen ones, these weird ones, these old ones, whatever you want to call them that have been here for a long, long time, they're running the show. And quite frankly, they got some crazy stuff going on right now because they're, they're not, they don't want you to know that they're the ones doing it. They're the ones who control the international banking cartels. They're the ones who basically control the human sacrificial networks that are around. They're the ancient Canaanite religions. They're entities, the priestesses and the priests of Baal and Moloch and Asherah, which are listed repeatedly in the Old Testament, same group. And when we understand that, that we're being run by ancient Canaanite religions and deities, then we start to understand, you know, where these bloodline families come from and how they say they have a different DNA than the rest of us and how these entities came to this planet and bred with humans and formed these, quote, unquote, bloodlines of giants, et cetera, et cetera. They think, well, Ted, you're going off the deep end right now. No, I'm not. It sounds crazy to you if this is the first time you turn the show on, but this is the group that runs the planet, and they've always run the planet ever since the Garden of Eden. They came, they came down here, they did their thing, and, and they're, 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 they haven't left. They came back. It says they were here before and after the flood. And so we need to understand that. So we've got to keep this stuff in an eternal perspective. And they put these stooges out in front of us like Donald Trump or Elon Musk or, you know, or this unbelievably senile Joe Biden or the gay Kenyan with his guy wife, which we all know that's pretty much true. Joan Rivers came out and said that Barack Obama was gay and that Michelle was a tranny. And they put these people out in front of us. And I think they must sit around laughing about it, that people believe it, that human beings are this gullible. Of course, we've been taught to be gullible because we've been basically drugged down with fluoride and BPA and all kinds of other chemicals and gender-bending chemicals. And now they put a dog on mRNA shot, and it's like they're going to continue their lab experiment with their giant ant farm, I guess. This is what they're doing to us. And in the meantime, they raid this guy's you know, estate. He's not there. Skeleton crew. We were the first to break that yesterday. Now they're saying that on the air. And this guy who basically signed this warrant – is neck deep in Jeffrey Epstein and basically taking care of Jeffrey Epstein's clients and defending them. I mean, this is insanity. And then we're told that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, which I do not believe. I believe that was a body double. I think Jeffrey Epstein, and I said it from the very beginning, is not dead because he had a dead man switch. He knew too much. And I guarantee you he had paperwork and computer stuff and all kinds of other disks sitting around with videotape of 
international politicians that we would know by name, and he would have a dead man switch which would, which would release this to somebody else like Julian Assange in the event that he died. Notice they haven't killed Ghislaine either. Now, whether she's still in jail or she's a body, this is a body double in jail, who knows with that one too? It's all subterfuge. Uh, yesterday, I watched this deep fake that was on Donald Trump by the producers of South Park, and I posted it online, and you guys can watch it. They took a person, and they basically had him speaking as if he was Donald Trump using somebody else's voice that was not Donald Trump speaking, but the person is the identical image of Donald Trump. And I, I posted it so you guys could see it. It was done by South Park, and they were going to do an entire movie on Donald Trump with this basically imposed picture. And guys, you can't tell the difference. You cannot tell. It looks like it's Donald Trump wearing a different, you know, hairpiece. This looks like, and his voice doesn't match up. It's, I bet it is Donald Trump. If they have that technology, they can come in and do whatever they want to do. They can do anything to anybody, make anybody say anything. It's sickening to me, but that's what they do. And this is the problem that we have right now with this quote unquote deep state, this shadow government that's running everything that's being controlled by these interdimensional entities. And that's why our Bible tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these other dimensions and regions of the space-time continuum. They're the ones that are doing this. Why do you think they're trying to open up these portals at CERN so they can allow these entities to come freely to and fro into our world? This is some weird stuff we've got going on right now. And if you're bored right now as a Christian and you really you know, aren't seeing this and you're not energized by this, I don't know how to get you stoked up. I mean, I can't pump you up any more than we try to do on the show about Jesus. I mean, all we can hope for, and the only hope that we have is Christ. He changed the entire timeline. Last night I was talking to my daughter. She's 19 years old, and she's making certain decisions, and these, some of these decisions may be life-changing for her. And I said to her, I said, it's kind of like this, and you guys stay with me for a second on this because I wasn't planning on talking about this this morning, but I think it's important since we went this way this morning with the beginning of the show because I try to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you're sitting in your living room right now or driving down your car or driving with your car or whatever you're doing listening to the show, you have like a thousand different things you can do. You can change lanes. You can pull over to the side of the road. Heck, if you're in your living room, you can jump on your couch. You can jump on your mantle. You can do sit-ups on the floor. You can do push-ups while you're listening. You can go do dishes. There's a thousand different things that you can do all at once. That's called a fractal timeline. So that means that no matter what you choose, there's a timeline that you go down that becomes your immediate now as soon as you make that choice. In other words, it's what you plan to do in your future. That's why I pray every morning that my footsteps are ordered by the Lord. In other words, I'm praying that God directs the course of my life by me choosing the right fractal timeline. Because God knows what it is. See, this is how powerful God is because he's omnipresent. Not only does he see what you're going to do, he sees all of the potentials of all of the choices all at once of the things that you're going to do. You with me now? If you've got a thousand choices sitting in front of you, God can look down. He'll see the choice you're going to make, but he also sees the other thousand potentials that you could do. He sees all that at once. With every single human being on the planet, he sees that. That's being omnipresent. That's what it does. Here's the thing. If you ask God to lead you by his Holy Spirit, if you ask him to direct and guide you and ask him to give you the proper course of your life, he can lead you through the Holy Spirit to make the right choices on the fractal timeline. And every once in a while, you know this, you, you'll hear from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will say, don't do that. Okay? And you go, what do you mean? I want to do that. This is going to take you down a fractal timeline you don't want to go to if the Holy Spirit continue that conversation. And I know what's fixing to happen. You've got to choose what you want to do. It's like I wrote in my first book, 
maximum energy. I said, what happens is you come to a certain point in your life and you've got to make a crossroad decision. It's like a stop sign, but you've got to turn right or left when you get to the stop sign. And now you need to pray right there on that spot. You need to pray, Father, should I turn right or left? The right may lead you to basically following the Lord, serving God, and, and you know, an abundance in your life and spiritual growth. The left may take you hanging out with the wrong friends, using drugs, getting drunk, getting a DUI, getting arrested, all these other things. So you've got to choose right then, right now, what you want to do on this fractal timeline. If this is a problem for you, you need to stop at the stop sign and listen to me. Just stop. You don't have to turn right or left immediately. you got to pray about it. If you don't know, don't go. It's that simple. And always be led by the Holy Spirit that way. Now, if you do turn left and you go the wrong direction, there'll be other stop signs and other places in front of you that you can go left or right, right or left again. And if you allow God's Holy Spirit, he will lead you back to the correct timeline, to the correct fractal timeline, and take you back to where you need to go. However, sometimes you've got consequences. You may be involved in an automobile accident because you were driving drunk and you lose your left arm. Well, God could grow your left arm back, but you know he really doesn't do that nowadays that I've seen as far as any type of creative miracle. But he could because you've made that choice. Now you're dealing with that consequence. Every single time that you step outside of God's will and you step into a different fractal timeline, you're going to have to deal with consequences, period. girl gets pregnant, right? She's in high school. She's 15 years old, 16 years old. From that point forward, now she's got a fractal timeline that she's on. Now, she could correct it. She can raise that child and have him follow or have her follow Jesus and get back into the church and get her life right. She can do all that. And it's a lot better than aborting and killing that baby. I will give you that. But stay out of that fractal timeline. Certain choices have consequences that last for the rest of your life. And this is what we have to understand. Donald Trump chose to hang out with some real scummy people. He did. His dad did. He hang out. He hung out with the mafiosa groups in New York City. He got involved deeply with the Italian mafia, the Jewish mafia, all these different groups that control a lot of the construction, et cetera, et cetera, in New York. He has some very seedy friends like that, that cone that he had, blatant homosexual, flamboyant homosexual in New York, one of Donald Trump's best friends. Then Donald Trump says, I want to be the most pro-gay administration in the history of the White House. But that wasn't good enough for the Kabbalist Luciferians because – he criticized them at times, and then they end up coming back after him. There was a really good article that was that was written by Utz on that about how he was going after these people, but they were going back after him. So there's a whole twisted scenario here of all these people and how they do it. But it's all based on the choices that you make. Listen to me, young friends, my young listeners. You got choices that are coming up on you. You know who you're going to marry. If you go to college, what are you going to major in? Or what's going to be your chosen career? All these different things have consequences. And that's what Donald Trump is finding right now. And you say, well, it's all a setup. He's, they're trying to basically make him so he's not going to be eligible to run for president. The articles are coming out now saying they're hoping he did not, they did not plant evidence. Listen to me. The FBI did not allow Donald Trump's attorneys or anybody representing Donald Trump to go into Mar-a-Lago and watch this search. Now, you think about that. And they had to get clearance from the Secret Service that were standing by the gate. Oh, by the way, they did that, too. And they walked in, and the attorneys weren't even allowed or were being told that they were doing a search. They weren't even told to come in. And then when they got there, they weren't allowed to come in. And this went on for, you know, eight, nine, ten hours. And this is what they did. They could have planted anything. We see what just happened with Whitmore up in Michigan and how these guys basically set up these other guys 
and they plant evidence all the time. It's been seen repeatedly that these different organizations of police organizations, not just the FBI, local police organizations do this. You know, they'll have throwdown guns if they shoot somebody, and they, they all kinds of stuff that they do all of the time to basically keep themselves out of trouble. And I'm telling you this: a lot of police officers are more corrupt than the people they're trying to apprehend. I've seen I've seen them lie under oath personally with my own my own self, and they and it's it's crazy. And I remember I had an attorney one time told me because police cops they lie they lie under oath all the time, and I thought wow. And then he said something interesting. He says, Ted, here's what we do. We take the people of society that pretty much in some cases have the lowest IQs with no reasoning skills, and we give them a badge and a gun, and we ask them to protect us. I thought, whoa, (laughs) that's crazy. He said, yeah, but that's the way it is. And then we have the media coming out, and it's telling us all of this stuff that they want us to hear to continually persuade people to believe what they want to believe. Look, Look at right now Elon Musk. Elon Musk dumps a massive $6.9 billion in te- Tesla share- shares. Because I'm going to say this. Remember way back in April, 20, April 2013 when Elon Musk vowed at the Tesla annual shareholders meeting that just as my money was the first in, it will be the last out? No, good, because fast forwarding to Tuesday night, we learned that Musk just took $6.9 billion out of Tesla. Now, think about that for a second. So then you, then you have to ask yourself a question. Who owns tesla this is look it up now i, I part something there's a thing called stockzoa.com you can look it up s-t-o-c-k-z-o-a.com and it will tell you who owns tesla the primary shareholders and guess who the number one shareholder of tesla is it's vanguard are you listening friends I, I, i'm telling you some stuff right now you you got to put these pieces together the same international banking cartels that are controlling the narrative that you see on TV because they own all of these studios are the same people that own Tesla. Elon Musk is a figurehead who's put out there in front of you to make you think this guy has all this power and authority. He doesn't have that. So you ask yourself a question. Who owns it? It's Vanguard. I've told you it's Vanguard, State Street, and basically BlackRock. They're the primary owners of pretty much everything – and have what's called circular ownership. Vanguard owns BlackRock. BlackRock owns Vanguard. They all own State Street. They all buy their own stuff, and they combine all of these assets until they control 90% of the stock market. And then they have all these different investment houses that are underneath them that also are owned by Vanguard, State Rock, and State Street. So you say, well, it can't be that bad. Okay, well, let's, let's look at this. Who owns – how about who owns Disney? Oh, who owns Walt Disney? Primary stockholder, Vanguard. $19 billion worth of value, 141 million shares. Primary owner of Disney World is Vanguard. And then you got the other people. Number two, State Street is the second biggest owner of Disney World. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this stuff. Then Morgan Stanley, another Rothschild Bank, and all these different investment houses, they're all part of the same group. And this is the ones who run the planet. And I, I try to tell this to folks that – don't listen to the show on a regular basis and they look at me like I'm like insane or something. They're like, this can't be true. This can't be true. I'm like, yeah, just look it up yourself. Who owns General Motors? Who owns the General Motors company? Primary stockholder, Vanguard. I mean, just you can't make it up. This is the same group that does all of this stuff. And if you look down, you see all these other banks and investment capital houses and what they do. And you got Goldman Sachs and their Morgan Stanley there again. They're all owned by the same people through circular ownership. And once you understand that, you can't unsee it. 
And this is the problem that we have with the general population because this is one of the things that makes them so insouciant. They've made sure – they've made sure that the general population that graduates from high school now is functionally illiterate. They made sure that the general population that graduates from high school has been dumbed down by 76 vaccines containing aluminum and other nanoparticles and other heavy metals and all kinds of adjuvants. They've made sure that one in 30 kids now, some say as much as one in 15 or one in 20 now, have mental disorders and basically have a partial type of ADD or autism or some type of spectrum disorder. They've made sure that the kids who are graduating are functionally illiterate in many cases. They don't want a smart electorate. They don't want smart people. They want people that are unbelievably dumbed down who can run the machines, shut up, have no critical skills of thinking, and basically do what they're told. This is the group that runs the planet. You've got to see it. This is the group that's orchestrated this thing with Donald Trump. I have no idea why they've done this. It's either to push him back into office or to prevent him going to office. I don't know what they're doing. It's just that this thing is so obfuscated, it's so twisted with their circular reasoning and the things that they've done for hundreds and hundreds of years. This planet is run by black magicians and witches and warlocks and weirdos. That's who runs the planet through these interdimensional entities. And I've talked about it, and it sounds so insane when I talk about that. I understand that. That's why I constantly quote the Bible that our battle is not against flesh and blood. We've got to understand that these people do things in the dark. We're supposed to be children of the light. We're supposed to be out in the open doing things and not belonging to secret societies. But human beings have a tendency to gravitate towards the entities that are going to give them stuff while they're on this planet. And now Donald Trump's got to testify tomorrow. They're going to put him under oath. Maybe it's going to be today. I think it's today. For his case, because they said he's over-evaluated his assets, and he called the person who's doing this to him a racist. Is she's a racist? I don't know. Don't care. But the point is, he better have enough sense, like Roger Stone did this last time, to take the fifth, take the fifth, take the fifth, take the fifth. One of his sons a few years ago was put under oath the same way about the same stuff, just took the fifth the whole time. Just take the fifth. That's how you don't incriminate yourself, because if you say something that ain't quite right, you're going to come back and say you perjured yourself. It's circular. It's always doing the same thing to the same people whenever they have the power to put them on the stand. And, guys, if we haven't seen that what they've done with this Jeffrey Epstein attorney, Mossad attorney, think through this with me, maybe dual Israeli citizen attorney, if we don't see what they're doing and we don't understand it, then we're not going to see who runs the planet through their, quote, unquote, Costa Nostra non-extradition country called Israel, who basically goes out and does everything they want to do to whoever they want to do it to, whatever they want to do it to them, and get then they get off. Because as soon as you say something like Marco Rubio said something about George Soros the other day, and Austin covered this yesterday, oh, Marco Rubio is an anti-Semite because he said George Soros is involved with appointing all of these attorney generals and, and prosecutors and all the other things. No, he's not an anti-Semite. He just pushed a button that said, hey, look, we got to look at George Soros. He never even mentioned that George Soros was Jewish. That George Soros probably isn't even Jewish. He's probably a Kabbalist Luciferian. He probably belongs to the synagogue of Satan. That's probably who he is. Claims to be a Jew, but is not. He belongs to the synagogue of Satan. That's twice in Scripture in the book of Revelation, guys. But let's pretend like we didn't know that. Ooh, that can't be true. That can't be true. That can't be true. No, 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 no. No, stop it. It's not okay to think like that. Again, it's circular reasoning. Call them out for who they are.
If they're a Christian, they're a Christian. If they're a Jew, they're a Jew. If they're a Muslim, they're a Muslim. If they're a Gentile, they're a Protestant. If they're a Catholic, it doesn't make any difference. If they claim to be something, let them be told what they are and let people know who they are. If they're a dual citizen with any country in the world, let everybody know that. Do it in the open. And then we'll see who runs the planet. Because I'll say this to you. You find out who you can't criticize, you'll find out who rules you. You'll find out who owns State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, and you'll know who they are very, very quickly. Ugh, gosh, Austin, take over. i got to take a break. <laughs> you're, you're spot on. It was, it was interesting because Dad and I were texting back and forth last night about this very topic, and we were going through it. I was doing the same thing. I was going through this website with StockZOA, StockZoa. And looking at it, and it was funny. I was like, well, you know what? I'm Amazon. Let's pull up what Amazon was. Oh, the top shareholder that owns $111 billion worth of shares, three, 34 million shares valued at $111 billion, over a tenth of a trillion dollars of Amazon's market capital. Who owns that? Oh, that's, that's Vanguard again. Man, why, why do they keep popping up lists? Why is it constantly State Street and Vanguard and BlackRock? Why are they at the top of the list of every major corporation? And Dad just spelled it out very clearly. This is why I've told everybody over and over and over again, vote with your dollars, please. Please, vote with your dollars. You know what's going on with this. You say, see the same thing like Dad talked about with Disney, Vanguard, State Street, Morgan Stanley, top owners of Disney. If you know a company is to be independent, if you know they're trying to do the best they can, like companies and individuals, like you know local businesses or like health masters or like the Hagman Report, like all of us that are in this and are trying to expose the truth, that are working every day to get the truth out there, then promote the truth. Work with us. Push the truth alongside of us. Support the companies that support you because there's so many times now, and I've seen this happen a lot, and I get it. I get it. A lot of times people don't know. They just don't know. And there's companies and corporations and businesses that just like like Amazon, and people just they're literally their entire paycheck, entire thing they spend money on goes to Amazon. I talked to somebody about that months ago, and they're like, "Well, yeah, pretty much like I get everything off Amazon now. I just I just budget it, and everything just goes on Amazon. I just have my card attached, my debit card, and everything we need I just order on Amazon." And I said, "Here's the problem with that." You're literally walking into your own demise. You're supporting the very thing that's going to eat up the entire country. Amazon is being poised and being set into motion as being the largest international retail company in the entire world. That's what they're setting them up to be. Amazon is going to be a global retail monopoly. They're going to essentially put everybody out of business. And they're going to do it very, very slowly, but very, very effectively. That's why we've had issues now with UPS drivers, because Amazon is headhunting UPS drivers now and going in and basically trying to offer them bigger positions and more money. Now, Amazon usually works the heck out of everybody, but they'll tell you, hey, if you want to be an Amazon driver, we'll have you a full AC all the time. UPS drivers are out in the heat. I mean, these guys are just all, they, all the UPS drivers I know are tough. I mean, they work their butts off. But, you know, that's what Amazon's going to do. They're going to go in and they're going to suck the air out of the room because they have endless amounts of capital. When you have Vanguard backing you as your number one shareholder, they have $111 billion worth of your shares. And Vanguard, which I think their asset portfolio they manage, I think $4.2 trillion. BlackRock is right around $10 trillion. I mean, you could take a couple of these guys with Vanguard, State Street, and BlackRock. They're pushing close to $20 trillion in market capital management. I mean, you understand the level of money we're talking here? We're talking everything. They want all the marbles. They're going for everything. 
that's why Dan and I have always been so careful here at Health Masters and making sure that we don't start having open investors. We could have easily gone in and brought in investors and expanded and try to bring in more capital and try to do advertisement and bring in all types of people that want to do different things for us. But the problem is, is we have both learned. In the position we're in and the stuff that we talk about and the stuff we promote, we have a very, very short list of anybody that could actually come in and support us and promote us that isn't going to tell us what we can and can't do. I mean, it's a small amount because you're not allowed to. Anytime you want to get big, big, real big, you want to get on these big, big platforms, there's kind of a list of stuff that you can't bring up, you can't talk about. And I pretty much – I had a buddy of mine that used to be in the music industry out in L.A., and he's no longer out of that anymore because he said it, it became so decadent out there. And he said these musicians, he said they can get up you know, to about $10, $20 million net worth. You know, they can have a nice house and some nice cash. He goes, but the movie stars, the musicians, he goes, if they want to they go past that, like real big boy money, like being able to go buy $70 million private jets and fly them around the world and go have two and three and four and five, six mega mansions all across the world and pretty much have that lifestyle that you see with the millionaires and the billionaires and their three, four, five hundred foot yachts. He goes – you're, you're doing something for somebody. Somebody's giving you the nod. Nobody greenlights that. You don't just get up there on your own. You start making too many enemies and too many people take a handle in it. This is the whole point of what IRS does. IRS is specifically there in order to control, to keep the general population from ever reaching any type of serious big boy money. That's the entire premise of what they're there for. It's designed to keep everything right in the middle class. So even if somebody's making Two three hundred thousand dollars a year—that's really really good money. But you're not talking about insane big boy money. You're not going to go buy cash for a twenty thirty million dollar house on the beach. You're not going to go buy a seventy million dollar jet. In fact, you're probably not going to fly much of a jet anyways most of the time because it's going to cost you ten twenty thirty thousand dollars just to fly anywhere you know moderately close in the country. And they know that. So that's why they continually do what they do with this income tax. And that's why you see all the big major corporations. Dude, the amount of money that they pay in, they know how to wash it all. They know how to take losses on everything. They know how to turn money and put it in other countries and move it to Switzerland and move it to the islands. This is what they've been doing for years. That's why they have these loopholes for these massive corporations. They can do all this stuff. That's why when they said we're hiring 87,000 new you know, uh, IRS agents, they're not going to go audit Vanguard. <laughs> they're not going to go audit State Street or Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley is the very company along with Goldman Sachs. They got billions and billions of dollars in bailouts because, hey, you know what? We're, uh, we, we need to make sure they're too big to fail. They, we, we can't let them fail. we got to bail them out. All right, cool. What they do, CEOs got their 30 40 50 $60 million bonus checks at the end of the year, and they uh, – whoop. They left out, went to Europe to go party for the month. I mean, they all did it. We, we read all about it, talked to people that knew about it. Very, very common. But again, IRS needs to come in and they need to audit you because, you know, you may have tried to write off some fuel or food. You know, we, you got to pay that money back. You couldn't write off that meal, that, that $50 meal. Not, not, you got to pay taxes on that. You're not going to write that off. Give me a break, guys. They're weaponizing the entire Justice Department along with weaponizing the IRS because they know it's about to happen. It's exactly what I talked to you guys yesterday about Louis XVI in France and basically after the Revolutionary War. He just came in and started saying, all right, well, I'm just going to give like full leniency to the tax collectors. We don't have any money. We're broke. Revolutionary War bankrupted us. So you just go in and start taking anything you want from these people and say, hey, there's your new tax bill. There's what you owe now. Just, just arbitrarily come up with a new bill. Oh, by the way, you owe us another $1,000 in taxes on this now. And they do it repeatedly. 
And this is why it's really, really important that you have people that are representing you as a government by the people for the people. That's why the Constitution was built so very clearly and defiantly. They knew what was going to start happening with this, and the problem with it was they didn't – I don't think they ever expected it to reach this level of corruption because there were so many people. Like I told you before, when they got into this position and you had representatives in Senate and Congress, it was their duty. Almost everybody was on the same page with this. They were all pretty much in the same goal, and it was, hey, we're not going to be controlled by England and have unjust taxes. The problem with it was it only took about 70 years before you started having that entire generation fall off from the Revolutionary War and the younger generation start coming up with their liberal ideologies, especially up in the north, and then you started to see what happened with the Civil War. And you started to have the northern states start to overtax the southern states, and they started to tell them, well, you're going to pay this, you're going to pay that, you're going to pay this tariff, you're going to pay that tariff because we have to keep up with our big buildings and our skyscrapers and all the stuff we're trying to build. we got to have our lifestyles up here. And you guys are the ones that are basically doing all this stuff, so we got to pay more taxes. you got to pay more. This is what happened, and this is why the southern states, who were primarily a lot of the descendants of the Revolutionary War fighters, the real fighters, not the ones that stood back and negotiated with England, the real gunfighters in the Revolutionary War were primarily in the southern states. They said, nah, bro. My, my, my dad, you know, he fought for this country. We're, you're not going to just keep taxing us like King George did. We're done. We're stepping out. We're, we're, stepping, we're stepping away and we're separating from you. And that's what makes me so irritated sometimes when you start to read a lot of this revisionist history where they go in and try to rewrite the Civil War and say, well, it was, it was all because the southern states didn't want to get rid of slaves. Slavery was a portion of the Civil War. There's no question about that. But it was by no means the primary incident that started nor continued the Civil War fighting. That's why the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free the slaves in the north. The Emancipation Proclamation was a wartime tactic that worked out very effectively at freeing the slaves in the southern states only and so they could conscript them for the northern states to make them fight against the south. There was no aspect of morality when they signed that. There was no aspect of coming in and saying, well, we're doing this to save these guys. No, they wanted to break the back because a lot of the slaves were fighting alongside a lot of the guys on the farms. They said, dude, you're, you live here, you eat here, you work here. You know, dude, you got to help us fight these guys. This turned into a war of attrition. That's all it turned into. It was who could stack the most amount of bodies on each side. It was horrific. That was the first time the United States really actually fell after the Revolutionary War. And it's constantly come up again and gone downhill. And now what they've realized is if they keep enough of these communists in place, they can do it. That's why I'm really, really encouraging people to get involved with a lot of the, the voting in this fall. And I, a lot of people are saying, well, it's going to be rigged. It's going to be this. There's, no, there's not kind of an argument for me on that. That's why everybody needs to get involved the best they can with this. And don't play the game with these mail-in ballots and all this other nonsense they're doing. Get out there and vote personally. And get involved in your precincts if you have to. Especially if you know that there's some corruption in them, you think there may be. I mean, active on this. Because I'll tell you right now, this is probably going to be the last election we have that's going to be legitimate if we can keep it that way. Because if they go in and they steal this and they continue to do what they're doing, and we see this weaponized Department of Justice that has no oversight at all. I mean, they literally have carte block immunity right now to do anything they want. I mean, we need to have a full probe in this right now, especially with Merrick Garland. I mean, I didn't even know this till the other day until I read it, till I found out that he basically was, you know, registered as a foreign agent before he took that position. I'm like, okay, that's that doesn't have any issues here. It's like Dad said, with this attorney down here in Florida, this this, this magistrate judge that worked with Epstein. I mean, is this guy a dual Israeli citizen too? 
seems to be a common thing that we've noticed now, in the, especially in the Congress. Kind of ironic here, isn't it? Also, to another news, I want to bring this up to continue to remind people to get the truth out there, especially when it comes to this continual onslaught of what we're seeing now. I'm still seeing people talking and promoting this injection, which boggles my mind to no end that people are actually still pushing this. I know people that have gotten COVID recently, and, and they've recovered from it. A majority of people do that are moderately healthy and take care of themselves and take their supplements and hammer their vitamin C, their D3, and their zinc. And inacetylcysteine is a really good one, especially if you're getting a little bit older and you're having any issues with the lungs. So I put it on the website. But they're showing here now – I was looking at this article earlier from the VAERS reporting system – 600% increase in deaths reported in the last 19 months – than in the entire 32 years in history of the VAERS database. You think about that for a second. 600% more deaths reported in the last 19 months from vaccine deaths than the entire 32-year history of the VAERS database. That right there should make you question everything, everything they're continually telling us right now. The current numbers from the CDC just on the COVID injections is 1.6 million adverse events, including 56,000 reports of permanent disability, 33,000 life-threatening events, 170,000 hospitalizations, 1,134 birth defects, 29,981 reported deaths. Now, it's interesting about this here. Birth defects is the one that really got me, the 1,134. Anybody... I don't care if you're a pediatrician, you're a mainstream media talking head point, you're alternative media. You really, really need to get ousted if you actually promoted pregnant women getting the shot. Because I heard a lot of people say this. I heard a lot of people brought it up, and it got me irate when I heard it. You go, oh, no, it's important. You know, pregnant women need to go get the shot right now, even though it was never approved for pregnant women to get this shot. The CDC came out and started recommending it. Walensky came out, oh, you need to get it right now. And I'm like gritting my teeth. I'm like, oh, you piece of garbage. You're talking about women with unborn children in their bellies right now. You're telling them to go get an RNA gene therapy experimental shot that hadn't been tested as far as the pregnant women. Not any type of long-term research on what it does to the children with birth defects as they get older developmental problems. And we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg. Remember, this is the VAERS reporting system. This is a system that they say only has probably about 1% to 2% of the actual incidences because it's so difficult to report on. My friends, keep getting the truth out there and encourage your friends to stay strong, stay healthy, and question everything that you hear right now. Because quite frankly, there may be some small sliver of truth in certain things that are coming out, but I can almost guarantee you there's always some ulterior motive or some obfuscation that's going on behind the scenes in order to change a direction and perception of the way people are seeing things right now, especially what we saw two days ago. This is beyond bizarre. We're watching this happen. But again, it should be a very eye-opening aspect to everyone that nobody, nobody can basically sleep right now as far as on what's going on. That Everybody needs to stay vigilant. They need to get the truth out there. And they, if they are, they need to get their head out of the sand and wake up and realize that we are watching the Constitutional Republic attempted to be demolished, and we cannot go down silently and allow it to go down on our watch without at least speaking out about it and calling out what's going on right now, Dad. What do you think? 100% right. I mean, the dissolution of the United States is their goal. Uh, they've asset stripped it down to the point now where basically we're so in debt with hundreds of trillions of dollars in derivatives and, and et cetera in the United States. It, it's insanity what we've done to the country that we've allowed the international banking cartels to do. 
is what they are. And now, and now they're wanting us to come in because this, this, they've got to get rid of the last of those Christians, the last of you who basically want to pray every day and ask God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit to lead your lives and maintain the proper fractal timeline. They don't want that. They don't want that. They want a massive amount of human sacrifice opening on the streets again like they had in Rome where Christians are hung by their – by the crosses and used and soaked in oil before they're before they're hung and and burned like torches to light the way to Rome. That's what they want again because that's when they control the planet. They want their old world order back. They want this because before Jesus reset the fractal timeline with his blood. That's what they want. But here's the thing: they're not going to get that because Jesus did reset the fractal timeline, and there are enough of us still left, and they've overplayed their hands. Let me say something very very simple. Listen to this. People with ARs don't get into cattle cars. How about that? People with ARs don't get into cattle cars. We don't get hauled off on the last train to Auschwitz. We don't do that. It's not okay with us to hop on that cattle car train. And if enough of us take that stance, see, the biggest problem they've had now, because they've made a servile and infertile with fluoride, they've, they've basically allowed the population of America that basically stormed the beaches of Normandy and did all the stuff they did on Okinawa, these men that were so brave. It's unbelievable how brave they were and what they did. They've taken that away from us because they've demasculated us using estrogen compounds and bestenol A. And they've taken away our willingness to fight and stand our ground like Ephesians says to do. So they've done. In addition to this, now they're coming in and they're saying they want us to apologize for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to post this. It's from the American Conservative. Liberals demand not only that Christians apologize for individual evils, but for the very message of Christianity itself. For many Canadians, Pope Francis's recent apology for the treatment of some indigenous persons by those representing the Catholic Church was not enough. Murray Sinclair, hardcore liberal and lawyer who chaired Canada's Truth and Reconciliation Commission, declared it's more than the work of a few bad actors. This was a concerted institutional effort to remove children from their families, all in the name of Christian supremacy. Oh, yeah, here we go. And this is who they – and I can read you all. I'm not going to read you all this because there's too much stuff to talk about on this. And I'm not saying that some of the things that the Catholic Church did weren't awful. But I can say to you this, some of the things that the Jewish people did by sacrificing their children to Baal and Moloch and Asher were also awful. And some of the things that the Protestant preachers have done, the name and claim it weirdos on TV, some of the things they've done in private are awful. Look at the case of Jerry Falwell Jr. in his open swinging lifestyle while he was running Liberty University. There's always people out there that claim to be something that they're not, that they're not convicted, but all they're doing it for is the money or because they were appointed to certain positions. There's always people like that. But the message of the gospel is always the same, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for us, that whoever believes in him shall live forever and not perish. That's the message of the gospel, that God did that for us. But let's talk a little bit because we've gone into detail about this in the old back in the ancient days here in the United States and Central America. Human sacrifice in the pre-Columbia Americas. Here we go. Here's some of the, quote, gruesome truths basically about the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incan, and the different Hawaiian civilizations and different tribes in the America, in the Indians, in the United States area, the 48 contiguous states, but not all of them. Not all of these different indigenous tribes in any of these areas were involved in this human sacrifice. But we need to understand who and what they were and what they believed in. Let's take a look at the Mayans. They're most commonly known for their contributions to astronomy. How do they have that contribution? 
Quetzalcoatl, the winged serpent god, came to them, according to their own records, and basically offered them all of this mathematical information, this information on how the heavens worked and how these stars worked and this astronomy that they had, if they, had, they, if they would do but one thing, sacrifice their children to him. Oh, yeah. But let's, let's talk about this. They also believe to be the first American culture to incorporate human sacrifice in the daily life. Blood was used as an incomparable source of nourishment for Mayan deities. Imagine that. We've talked about that how many times? Human sacrifice. In a time before scientific understanding, human blood became the ultimate offering and was kept flowing to protect their daily way of life. These sacrificial rituals were held in such high regard that only prisoners of war, the highest status, could be used for them, and other captors were simply sent to the labor force. The most common methods were decapitation and heart removal, neither of which would occur until the victim had been thoroughly tortured. Push up that adrenochrome, push up that adrenaline. Heart removal ceremonies took place in the courtyard of temples or in the summit of one and were considered the highest honor. But Christians stopped this. But Christians need to apologize for stopping this because they stopped and they did not respect the indigenous culture's personal religions. Are you listening to me? That's what the same we should do. A sacrificial knife was then used to cut the victim's chest, at which point the priest would pull out the heart and then show it to the surrounding crowd. Oh, yeah, happened all the time. And what we need to also realize is that these groups of people, like the Incas, did the same thing. The Inca Empire, Incan Empire was the largest pre-Columbia era, America, stretching through what now is known as Colombia, Peru, et cetera, et cetera. And everything from volcanic to eruptions and massive earthquakes that they believed were basically being controlled by these entities. The Incas reported to have practiced of human sacrifice as a way to prevent and recover and cope with regularly occurring upheavals. The Incas were most known for the sacrificing of their children. Many sacrifices were prisoners, but archaeological records have proven that the sons, some children were actually raised specifically for ritual killings. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to post this because this is so sickening. I don't want to discuss it. And this is what they're telling the Christians that we have to apologize for because we went into these cultures and we taught these people that you don't need to eat each other and kill each other and sacrifice your children because it's all worshiping these other entities. This is the group that runs the planet. They want this stuff back again. They want it back because they want to have the complete and total satanic control of every thought, of every mind, just like it says in the book of Genesis 6, when they controlled everything and every thought of every man was evil, just as we saw after the flood, again, with Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the group that runs the planet, and they have always run the planet, and they always go to the lowest level of depravity they possibly can and try to drag the human beings into that level of thought with them. That's why I said, if the Holy Spirit stops you from doing something, just stop it and say, no, I'm not going to do this. Remember, you've got to stand your ground like the book of Ephesians says. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we've got to be soldiers for the gospel. and We've got to stand our ground, and we need to realize that we can do all things, but we've got to start with ourselves and with our families. And we've got to stand our ground and say, look, we're going to pray together today. We're going to go to church today. We're going to do what we know we need to do today because this is the way of the Lord. And if we do that... We'll take this country back. But, guys, we're running out of time, and it's time for more people to wake up and realize who Jesus Christ is and that he's our only answer. I love you guys. I prayed for you this morning. It's been a wild show today. It's been one intense one, but I appreciate you. You guys are amazing to me. I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, you're absolutely right, and this is one of the reasons why, in my opinion, they've continued to push these experimental injections on these young children, and this is why they approved it under the age of five. There's no legitimate purpose. I've gone in detail on this. I don't have time today. There's no legitimate purpose to start injecting children six months to four years old with RNA gene therapy. It makes no sense at all. The side effects are already coming out very, very quickly on what it's doing to these young children. And remember, this is just another form of what they want to do as far as with sacrifice. 
Then we're in Jeremiah 15, uh, Jeremiah 19, excuse me. I think it was 4 through 5. When he goes into detail here, he goes, They've abandoned me and made this foreign place. They burn incense in this place to other gods that neither nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah have ever known. You have filled this place with the blood of the innocent. So he's referring to as the children. They have built high places to Baal on which to burn their children in the fire as offerings to Baal, something I never commanded or mentioned, nor did it enter my mind. And that's the NIV version of that, make it a little easier to understand. And this is what he talked about repeatedly. God Almighty talked about things like 140 references to Baal in the Old Testament. He's constantly says, stop, stop killing your kids to Baal. Stop putting them on this altar and burning them alive. It's absolutely horrific what you're doing. It wouldn't stop. wouldn't stop. Israelites kept going back to it, kept going back to it. This is the same thing. It's continued to go. If you see history, and they always say history repeats itself, it just kind of has a different way of repeating itself sometimes. And that's what I think we're watching right now with the sadistic behavior, with the constant push for abortions as we solve these protests, with these shots. Everything right now is about using these children, which is horrible. Protect your children at all costs, my friends, especially in this new school year that's starting. Keep them healthy. Keep them on the vitamin C and the ultra multiple chewable. Keep their body and mind strong. Protect them at all costs. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. The eyesight formula on sale. As I said earlier, be sure to check it out. Give us a call if you need anything. Healthmasters.com. 1-800-726-1834. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.